What's going on, everyone? This is, to be honest, I feel you, the podcast. Y'all, thank you so much for being here, folks. Welcome back. Welcome back, fam. Now, if you are back, that must mean you enjoyed episode one, right? Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> now, if you haven't listened to it, fam, I, I, what are you doing? What are you doing, bud? Okay, you've had a week. What you up to? Uh, nah, but we unpacked Exile by Taylor Swift, and I've been told his name is Bon Iver. Really don't think that's the way you say it. And if it's the way he says it, sir, you're saying it wrong. It's Bonnie Vare. Um, but the song, uh, gave us so many good takeaways. The episode was just great for me to listen back to and take notes from myself. Um, so really encourage you to go back and listen to it when you can. No rush ASAP, but no rush though. But again, thank you so much for being here. I really do appreciate each and every one of you. Now, before we get into the episode today, please go ahead and subscribe because you ain't doing it last time. I know you didn't. So just do it now. Do it now. So I don't have to keep telling you. And while you're at it, follow us on the gram at TBH. I feel you to keep up with the show. And uh, yeah, I appreciate every last one of you for real, for real. So with all the housekeeping stuff out of the way, which nope. No idea what that means, but it's a, you know, a podcasty thing to say. So I went with it. Leave me alone. Um, but you read the title, you know, what's coming up next. Fam, I cannot properly put into words how excited I was to hear that Jasmine Marie Sullivan was putting out new music. And no, that's not her middle name, but stay focused. Jasmine just has one of those voices that just pierces the soul. And I'm telling you, Lost One does not disappoint. Also, you might hear me say Lost Ones. Um, I'm black and we be putting asses on, on stuff that don't belong, like JC Penney's. Just, just, okay, follow along. You know the song. Okay, Lost One. But I'm telling you, when I heard the song, I immediately fell in love with it. But then I heard the live YouTube version of it and fam, it just took it to a whole different level. Like all the feels came to life. It was, it was a whole experience. And I'm telling you, I watched that thing on repeat for like three hours one day. That's no cap. But y'all know Jasmine just has a way of singing about life with such an honesty and vulnerability that most just don't do, or at least not on her level. Like, I'm sure we're all very familiar with her song In Love With Another Man, and that's yet another perfect example of Jasmine just being Jasmine. Like, I feel like you can't go to school and train to become a Jasmine. Like, you got to go through what Jasmine went through to sing the way Jasmine sings. And you may not consider Lost One on the same level as some of her other classics, but I'm telling you, there's so much depth in this song when you really break it down. Really looking forward to it. So I'm I'm, I'm done rapping and capping on it. That was a lot. Let's get into it. So Lost One puts us right in the middle of a relationship that is either ended or is in the process of ending. Because y'all know it'd be a process sometimes. But Jasmine is pretty much just speaking her truth and saying, like, I messed up. Like, she clearly felt that she was the one that failed to cherish the one she was with. And at this point, it's too late. Like, that place in a relationship where there's far too much damage, you just can't recover. That's it. Like, that's where she's at. And if that's not real, fam, I don't know what to tell you. Because, you know, when we speak about relationships, especially on this show, you'll often hear me encourage us to fight right? To fight for the ones we love. If there's anything left worth fighting for, then to fight. But in this song, it's not really up to her. And yet a relationship is made up of two people. And even last time we mentioned that, you know, there's usually fault on both sides. But here Jasmine admits that her actions led them to this place. Which brings up a really good point because what do you do? You know, when you fail to really cherish, respect, honor, and love someone, and they get to a point where they're done and ready to walk away, what do you do? And so Jasmine gives us such a vivid picture of what that looks like, that hurt, that regret, that devastation. And I love this song because oftentimes in a relationship, if it is indeed your fault, there's typically no grace for you. Like, you ruin things, so you deserve it. Get over it. Don't nobody care. 
But lost one shows us that it not only hurts to be hurt, but it confronts us with the real truth that it also hurts to be the one to hurt someone you love. So at the very beginning, she immediately sets the tone for the song. There's no tiptoeing. There's no beating around the bush. She jumps right in with these words. You know when you lost one, a good one, you know when you lost one. Immediately, you can almost feel a sense of urgency and worry in these two lines. It's almost like when you're, you know, super emotional, kind of frantic because, you know, you messed up. Like when you call a friend because, you know, you're in trouble and you'd be like, hey, look, I ain't got time to do all the pleasantries. I need help. And before we move forward, it's important for us to know that she feels she lost a good one. Like, no, he wasn't perfect, but this sets the tone very early on that she really feels she's at fault for ruining this relationship. She then goes on to describe just how messed up he is over it. You go out and sleep with different people to cope and ignore all precautions. You drink and you drink and get faded. You feel like that's your only options. Oof. Now, we could spend so much time here, but it goes back to what I said before. It hurts. It hurts when someone you love does you wrong. Now, we don't have details as to what exactly happened just yet, but we now have a front row seat into his devastation, and I think many of us can relate to it. This man is hurt and has no idea what to do with these feelings, and so in turn, he does what most of us do. We try to drown out all these feelings with sex, alcohol, and drugs. And if we still feel it, we do more, and then probably more. And then we end up abusing these substances, trying to go numb while doing even more damage to ourselves physically, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically. I mean, think about it, right? So this is a quote unquote good man. And now he's out here having meaningless sex, using another person's body as a means to cope with his own issues. Mind you, Jasmine mentions that he's sleeping around, ignoring all precautions, which could mean different things. But what it does mean is he's being reckless. You drink and you drink and get faded. I mean, come on now. He's either close to or fully at the point of abusing those substances all because of how hurt he is. So before we make light of a little breakup and belittle the pain that someone's going through, like, let's realize that this is not a game. I mean, studies have shown that breakups have a very real and lasting effect on the mind and body. So to give a little background, right, in a relationship, our mind is fed these neurotransmitters that the brain really becomes dependent upon. So when we go through a breakup, that steady flow of transmitters suddenly stops. And the brain actually goes through a form of withdrawal, one that mimics withdrawal from a substance, which can cause you to feel anxious, depressed, hopeless, isolated. These aren't just made up feelings. This is all real. Other studies have also shown that the brain is likely to prioritize emotional pain in the same way it tells you to pay attention to physical pain. So when you touch a hot stove and your brain tells you to immediately remove your hand because you're in pain, in the same way when your heart is broken, your brain is sending all these signals because you're in pain and the brain is literally telling you, Something has to change, like we're in pain, this has got to stop. But we can't always fix a breakup. We can't just stop touching a hot stove, so what do we do? We go out looking for something, anything and everything, to take our minds off of the pain because it's just too much. It becomes too much to just sit there while your heart, your mind, your body is literally aching and telling you to stop whatever's causing you pain. And you can't. I mean, I've heard stories and seen the instances of people wanting to take their own lives and going through with it because of the pain they felt from a breakup. And I'm spending so much time here because I want us to really understand just how heavy this is. I need us to be mindful the next time someone we know goes through a bad breakup and we dismiss it like they're being dramatic. I'm telling you, it's very real. And on the other end of it, Jasmine is trying to cope with the fact that someone she loves is now out here abusing all these substances, trying to numb the pain that she caused. So yes, it hurts to be hurt, but it also hurts to hurt someone else that you love. She then goes on to say, and if it's too late, I understand. 
sometimes it's too late to make amends. Just hear me out before you let it go. There is one thing I need for you to know. So here we can see she's all out of options. She is completely at his mercy and really feeling hopeless, almost begging for a chance to make things right, but fully understanding that it's probably too late. She's now at the moment where you know you've messed up, you've gone too far, and you're watching your life walk out the door. All pride is out the window, and she's now just begging for a few moments of his time just to make one last plea before he leaves. She then goes on to give the most heartfelt, hopeless, and helpless plea I've ever heard. Just don't have too much fun without me. Don't have too much fun. Please don't forget about me. Try not to love no one. Try not to love no one. Fam. Family. I remember I was listening to this song in a Safeway parking lot. When I got to this chorus, folks, I wanted to cry. Like, I could not drive off. I was sitting there like, dang. Like, that ever be all you can say? Like, don't have too much fun without me? Don't forget about me. Try not to love no one. Now, obviously, her request, you know, it's unrealistic. Like, he's going to move on and be happy and fall in love and, like, you know, all the great things. But to be so broken, so devastated, so depleted that this is all you've got left. These pointless words are all you've got left. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what to say, but this chorus, just, it leaves me speechless every time. I'll I be, I be stuck. She then goes on to admit a bit more. I know that's just too much to ask. I know I'm selfish, but I want you to know I've been working on it. I know it don't matter. I know it don't help you heal no faster. Yeah, I know. I know I've been nothing short of a disaster. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, these lines are almost uncomfortable. Like to listen to her beat herself up, it's, it's, it's almost sad and like, ah, like I, I don't like it. Now, of course, this is a clean show, but while admitting that she's selfish, she calls herself a word that really no woman wants to be called. So she's clearly at her lowest point, but she mentions that like, hey, I see it, I recognize it, and I'm working on it, but then immediately accepts that it really doesn't matter. Like that doesn't help him heal any faster, nor does it take away from the quote-unquote disaster she was during the relationship. The song goes on to repeat some of the earlier themes, admitting that, yeah, it's too late to make amends, and then finally ends with that same plea one last time. Don't have too much fun without me. Please don't forget about me. Try not to love no one. Try not to love no one. Folks, I'm exhausted. I'm emotionally drained, and I'm depressed. But now that we've unpacked these lyrics, where can we find ourselves in the story? So as we know, the meaning behind the song is to really remind us to cherish the ones we love, to be careful how we treat one another, because at some point the damage might be too severe and you could really end up losing someone you really do love and care for. And many of us have lived that life, like we've let our own issues, our own selfish ambitions, our pride get in the way of a relationship and it took a toll. Or maybe we're on the other end. Maybe we're the ones who've been hurt. Maybe we've tried to be a good man or a good woman and somehow we always end up with the short end of the stick. We give and we give and empty out ourselves only to be taken for granted and done wrong. Now we could be on either side of things, but I think what's maybe more accurate is that most of us can relate to be on both sides of this scenario. Like, yeah, maybe you've been hurt before, but what did you do with that hurt? Hopefully you healed, but did you? Is it possible that maybe... You took that hurt and placed it on someone else because, you know, hurt people hurt people, right? Now, remember, this good man that Jasmine lost is now out here recklessly sleeping around, getting drunk and high to ease his pain. 
so I can only imagine how he might be treating those around him. I would imagine that while being drunk and high all the time, he might not be treating these women he's sleeping with with the most respect. It's possible that he might be out here dogging these women because he's hurt. Now, keep in mind, heartbreak is not exclusive to romantic relationships, right? So, okay, your ex didn't damage you that bad. That's fine. But what if your dad was the one that hurt you? What if it was your best friend who betrayed your trust? What if it was someone else you loved and respected who played you? Now, I would imagine that would cause some damage. I would imagine that would leave you with some real deep hurt. So what did you do with it? Where did it go? Again, hopefully you've healed it. And I say that genuinely. I want healing for all of us. But while you were in the middle of carrying that hurt that your parents caused, how did you treat those around you? While you were battling that childhood trauma, how did you treat your husband, your wife, your kids? Now look, let's be clear straight away. I am not at all excusing someone from treating you however they see fit, nor am I telling you to put up with being mistreated for the sake of quote-unquote nobody's perfect. That's not this. So if you're dealing with real physical, emotional, or psychological abuse, let's get you the help and the support you need. But please don't feel like anything I'm saying is dismissing what you're going through. That's not at all the case. Now, trust me, I'm not just trying to play devil's advocate, but I think it's so important to remember that we are all battling with something. And if we're honest, we have to admit that we can so much more easily pinpoint when someone else hurts us and yet not fully grasp how we've hurt others. That's the danger in relationships. How you treat someone can impact how they in turn treat someone else. So yes, please be mindful of how you treat the ones you love and really everyone. But what I really want us to grasp is not everyone who hurt you hates you. And yes, it's hard to empathize with someone who caused you pain, but wouldn't you hope for that same empathy in return if it were you? And fam, at one point or another, it was you. Listen, Jasmine admits that she hurt this man, but who hurt her? Who might have caused her to develop this selfish nature? Why was she a disaster in the first place? And this quote-unquote good man that's now running these streets, who is he about to hurt? Will the next woman be able to say that he is indeed a good man? Or will she see another side? Look, lest we think we are only victims and never perpetrators, I'm telling you, if you look hard enough, I'm sure you can find a time in your life when you hurt someone you loved. And if you can't seem to find it, fam, I'm telling you, you're lying to yourself. Now, if we're not careful, when we've experienced enough pain over time, we can develop this mindset that only recognizes fault in others and not ourselves. Somehow, all of your exes were just toxic. All of your friends were just fake. All of your family is trash. Now, fam, some of that might be true, but listen, relationships hurt. They hurt. Whether you caused the hurt or someone else hurt you, we've got to learn to stop running from it. Stop trying to escape it. Stop trying to deny. Stop trying to numb the pain. Stop building these walls to protect ourselves. You're hurt. And listen, I know it can be overwhelming. I know it might be hard to breathe. It might be unbearable at times. So if you need help, let's find you someone that can help you work through that pain. Let's find you someone that can help you carry that hurt that's weighing you down. But fam, it has to be addressed. It doesn't just go away. And if you feel like it did, there's a chance you might have transferred that hurt to someone else. So just hurt. Feel it. Don't run from it. If we took the time to feel our pain and address it, 
we wouldn't be going around making the same mistakes we do, hurting people because we're hurt, further hurting ourselves because someone hurt us. It's going to suck, and, and probably for a while. But you and everyone else in your life will be better off when you decide to work through your pain and not around it. Fam, I love y'all. I'm rooting for y'all. And I'm serious. If you're struggling and need someone to help you, please DM me. Hit me up on Instagram at you, And let's find you someone that can help you out. You can also find some helpful resources in the show notes. I urge you to check them out. Again, thank you for being here. If you enjoyed the episode, please be sure to share it. Subscribe to the show. Tell your friends. Tell everyone so we can help more people. I look forward to connecting with all of you. This is To Be Honest, I Feel You.